Warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for games. If there are specific games that you are looking to play that you do not want spoilers on that we may talk about, please look at the description below in or in your podcatcher of choice and avoid that episode if you don't want spoilers for it. Hey everyone, and welcome to the backlog for February 1st, 2015. So, uh, yeah, hey, new podcast, and other ones are coming back, too, today. Um, yeah, this is going to be a gaming podcast, because, hey, why not? And I'm going to take the gaming part out of percentages. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll jump right into it. My current gaming addictions have been Titanfall, Hearthstone, and Sleeping Dogs. Very strange combination, but, um, yeah, I I finally had a decent enough laptop to run Titanfall, so I gave it a shot, and, well, an internet connection, thanks Comcast. Um, I used to get 500 ping at my old place, and this one I get about 50 to 150, depending on the day. Um, Titanfall is kind of really great. I didn't honestly know how good it was until I started playing it, and over the last two days I've sunk like nine hours into it. Uh, it's, it's really good. The, the movement's fucking astounding in it, and the, because, I mean, I've never had to stop moving in it. Uh, other than when I sometimes get caught on like a, on like a, a wall or something when I'm trying to jump through a window, but that's my own stupid fault, not the game's. And I almost never use a Titan. Like, I'll call it down, but I just set it to auto mode and have it follow me around, and I'm just running around with a smart pistol, just picking people off like crazy, because that game is really fun and not that hard to get into. Uh, yeah, it, I'm not the best at first-person shooters at all. I did get a new mouse, though, so that might be helping me. Uh, but... It was, I mean, I've been practicing over the last about eight, nine hours of playing, and I'm starting to get in top one, top two spots in each match, and win or lose, but it's good, and the community in it is so far not been awful. Um, like, I, I only ever see, like, one or two people trolling or, like, spamming hatred, and then they immediately get booted. And it's nice. It's it's nice to not have... I mean, it, before every match I've been in, it's always been G, uh, GJ and... Or GL, not GJ. GL, and after every match, it's GG. And nobody gets too salty. And it's really nice to be able to play an FPS made by the guys who left Infinity Ward and isn't full of people who play Call of Duty and scream about racial epithets and, and homophobic slurs and it, it's just really nice <laughs> it's it's nice not to be in halo 4 and being called nine different things before the match even begins in the lobby uh it's nice not to be trying to play modern warfare or whatever and have literally every racial epithet called in about five minutes or tf2 where 
Oh, good God. TF2's community has gone to shit over the last couple of years, and there's a reason I stopped playing it. Um, but no, Titanfall's really fun, and it's not... It doesn't feel like it's full of uh, bullshit free-to-play crap, or even EA's money-hungry shit like they pulled with Mass Effect 3. Like, you can get stuff just by playing the game, and... You earn the in-game credits while playing the game. There's no, there's no need to dick around with stuff. So it's actually really nice. I, uh, I'm really enjoying playing it quite a bit. Uh, and the background video on this on YouTube will probably be me playing Titanfall because, sure, why not? Um, though I do have one issue with it: the campaign is a joke. I do not know or care about these characters. The maps are... It's the same, like, I think four or five maps over and over again, and you just play on either side, but it doesn't really change anything. There's supposed to be some dramatic moment if you're in the militia where your captain is like, I'm gonna sacrifice myself to win this, and blah 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 blah. It's like... Uh, no, I don't care. Just, just let me run around with a pistol that locks on to multiple targets and kills them without me having to aim and have a giant robot following me around with a plasma cannon. I don't I don't care about your dramatic crap. Just let me shoot other people. Uh the other game I've been playing again is Hearthstone. Oh Hearthstone, you keep dragging me back in. I quit for like three months. And it looks like I was a bot because I was botting because I quit during the months that the bots were banned but I was playing so many bots that I quit playing the game and got really bored with it. So, eh, whatever. Uh, I have gotten back into it, though. Made the Hunter Death Rattle, Death Rattle deck before the Undertaker nerf, and it's still really fun. Like, even post-nerf on the Undertaker, uh, I still crush with that deck. I think I've lost three times with that deck on between casual and um, ranked play. I'm only, well, I was only level rank, I think, 15 last month. But I also wasn't playing too much, so... Uh, yeah, I... Hearthstone's drugged me back in with GVG and everything else. It's, a, it's an addictive game, and I can earn enough gold where I don't feel the need to buy card packs, which is nice. Blizzard sometimes gets it right, like... I don't think they're right at all with the fucking thing with um, Heroes of the Storm, and I'll talk about that in a bit, but uh, I do think they got it right with Hearthstone. As long as they don't start making it so that it's harder to get cards, I think it'll be fine. Because I bought probably seven or eight packs in the last day of playing. I played for a few hours won a shit ton of matches, got enough gold, finished quests, and bought about seven, I think seven or eight packs. And got some decent cards, and dusted the rest, and made a couple new cards. I also did get Dr. Boom, because, well, that card is, that card's gonna get nerfed sometime. That's gonna be a 6-6 six, six for seven, or, yeah, that's gonna be down to a 6-6 six, six or something. Because that card is ridiculous. But yeah, after, I don't even think I was running the Undertakers before the nerf happened. So the Undertaker nerf never really affected my deck. 
I'm in a control warrior too, but uh, it's not the best control warrior. I win probably about 50% of my games, 50, maybe 60% if I'm lucky. I don't know, I haven't been keeping track. But uh, no, Hearthstone, if you're not playing it, just go grab a Battle.net account. And if you have any kind of WoW nostalgia and you quit WoW for a, like addiction reason or something, do not play Hearthstone. It got me back into WoW for four months, and I lost a very good chunk of my life to it because of Hearthstone. Um, yeah, don't don't play Hearthstone if you quit WoW for any specific reason other than the fact that you got bored with the game, because it will drag you back into WoW just because it's it made me think of like they did it perfectly. The sounds, the look everything about that game screams World of Warcraft, and then you just go, oh, hey, I still have that account. It's attached to this one. My credit card information's attached. I'll just, I'll just buy a month. And then you play for four months, and you spent $60 playing, and you bought multiple in-game pets and amount, and... Uh... Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hearthstone's great. If if you don't have any WoW issues, play the fuck out of it. Because even if you don't like, even if you've never played World of Warcraft, you might not have the nostalgia trip from it, but it's still a solid card game with a kind of messed up meta right now because Mildruid is evil. Uh, listen to The Angry Chicken if you want to know actual people who do good in Hearthstone. Uh... And the last game I've been playing lately, Sleeping Dogs. That one had me thinking, and it's the reason I actually started doing this. Uh, I... Hmm. I don't mind cliched writing in video games. I don't mind cl cliched writing in, in general. Because, yes, everything has been done. And it's not the subject, it's the execution. And Sleeping Dogs has, so far, executed very, very well on... It has executed very, very well on the cliché that it is it is telling. And sorry about background noise. A vent just kicked on. Um, it's, it's executing very well on the story it's telling. I knew things were coming. And if you've been watching my playthrough, which I highly doubt um I knew that certain certain things were going to happen to certain characters before they did I just didn't know exactly when or in what way and the way that things happened to a couple characters and when they happened really got to me because I was not expecting that it's still a cliche it's still something that you've seen in kung fu movies and mob movies and stuff. It's still things that you know from action movies, and it's still writing that is in everything else, but it's the way they execute it that's really well done. And I like the characters. I like who... I like the character you play as. I like Wei. I like... Well, I don't like the police he reports to. Raymond and Pendrew are assholes, but they're good characters. They're well done. Like, the the characters you can go on dates with are they're kind of fleshed out. Sometimes they're not, sometimes they are. Like, But they all have interesting things about them. Um, 
like not paying your data is to go hack a security camera after you like talk to a talk to a guard or something and because she's a tech person and then you go back and you talk about tech with her and that's the end of the cutscene like it's just it doesn't it doesn't fall into the GTA trap of treat women like shit and beat people up with a baseball bat there's actually a solid story here and they have good characters and they have well done things in this and it's nice to see and yeah I just it's really really good and I really really like it and I'm gonna finish this game and I already know what I'm gonna play next and I cannot wait for the next one I think it's uh, Triad Wars which I'm fine with that like <laughs> I'm fine with more Triad Wars and Wei Shen become well he's also no longer so the last thing besides cliched writing I want to talk about was Blizzard's Founders Pack for Heroes of the Storm. I do not know what happened at Blizzard, but somebody got kicked in the head when they decided on this. Because $40 for the beta of a free-to-play game? You're kidding me, right? Like, you're already going to have in-game current... You're already going to have, like, in-game transactions. You're already going to sell skins for 5 to $10 a piece and characters for 5 to $10 a piece. But you want me to buy into it for $40 and get three characters? Which are the basic characters? Like, Raynor is the character you play in the tutorial as. Diablo is one of the base franchise characters and I think the last one was uh oh who was it let me look it up really quick the last one was a night elf and I can't remember if it's Illyria or who who is it you get Tyrande okay so you get pretty much Franchise basic characters and then skins for each one. I just. It's not. And then you get 2,500 in game gold. I don't know what that is. I don't know how much that equates to, but I know that the gold is earned per match in game, so I don't think that's much. Uh, I listened to uh, in, Into the Nexus, which is a Tears of the Storm podcast, just because I wanted to know more about the game. And. They were saying they had something like 30,000, 40,000 gold at, at times after playing just for a little while. And that doesn't, so 2,500 gold doesn't seem like that much. For $40 to buy in, that's. I'm not really sure that that's worth that at all. So, oh, and, a, and a, you get a cyber wolf mount, a golden cyber wolf mount, which looks like an old. Uh, Voltron part it I don't know it just I don't I don't think the pack's worth it and I think somebody at Blizzard smashed their head into something before they decided on that price because that's a ridiculous price on it um oh yeah another game that has been bothering the hell out of me lately is speedrunners 
Speedrunners is a platforming racing game, four-player co-op kind of game. Uh, or not co-op, but four-player competition kind of game. So you just race until one person is left standing. And the way you knock other people out is get them to go off screen, they die, and then it's just an elimination. This game has been in early access for quite a while. Um, I can look up when it went to early access. I should have already looked this up, but sorry, I didn't think about it till just now. Speedrunners. All right. It was released in early access back in August of 2013. So it's a year and five months old. August 26, 2013. So it'll be a year and a year and five months and the 26th of this month. They have two DLC packs of YouTubers for three bucks a piece. There is no reason that your game should be early access, meaning it is not a finished product. I'm okay with early access being a thing. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm okay with it. Not everybody is, and I can understand, but the game is $10 on early access. So, right there, I'm almost... It, it does not feel like a game worth $10. It plays okay with a controller. I don't know about mouse and keyboard, because I don't... I would never play a game like that with a mouse and keyboard, just because it's... It just seems like the wrong kind of thing. There's a grappling hook mechanic, and that seems like it would be really, really hard with a mouse and keyboard. Um... But the game does not feel like a $10 game. Like, five, six, maybe seven bucks at most. It, it feels like a, a game that you could play on your iPad. Or your Nexus, or whatever tablet you have. Like, it doesn't feel like a game that you would spend a shit ton of time playing on, on a PC. And then they release two $3 DLC packs of four character skins of you... Of popular YouTubers, PewDiePie, Jesse Cox, uh, Dodger, I think Cinnamon Toast Ken, like, they, they do this, and I just look at it, and I wonder, what the bloody fuck, like, you're gonna take your, your development time, that has been two, almost a year and a half now, you're going to take your development time and sink it into doing something that is you could release after the game's out or release as free character packs to help your community or something. But really, you're in early access and you're going to take development time for DLC. Your game needs to be out and at 1.0 and out of fucking beta before you start making DLC and spending time and resources on making that. It's bullshit. And I see that with a lot of games. Like, Assassin's Creed Unity was a goddamn beta. When you have 18 gig patches for Halo Master Chief Collection, that's a beta still. These ga games are being released as betas at, and saying they're full releases, or just slapping the early access thing on them for years at a time and then going, oh, well, that's just how it is. 
it's still beta, so you can't you can't be mad at us for that. Like, no, there's there's a reason that you need to finish your shit. Um, what was it? Paranautical activity. The, deve the developers abandoned the game essentially. It hadn't been updated in forever. Then they decided, okay, well, this is the final version of the game. Then got mad and at started making death threats at Gabe Newell because it didn't go up on Steam exactly when they wanted it to, and then it got pulled down, so that was kind of funny. Um, there's also another game, I can't remember, it was a, I think it was a city-building game or a town-building game. I think it might have been The Town or The Village or something like that. Uh, that the game was just abandoned. They just didn't feel like... They didn't feel like finishing it. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's just stuff like that, like, I don't know, like, I, it makes me kind of not like early access, but then we get things like, um, Crypt of the Necrodancer, which is great early access, like, they're very in, involved with their community, and the game is, I wouldn't quite say it's worth 15 bucks, but it's worth, it's worth, like, 10. It's a fun game, and I've sunk plenty of time into it, and I know Max has, too, like, it's a good game, it's solid solidly done so far, I haven't experienced any kind of bugs or crashes, and it'd be worth picking that game up. Same with um, the Endless games, Endless Dungeon, Endless Legend, and uh, well, Endless Space is long out of beta. That game is out and done. Um, but the Endless games are great, great games, and they're in beta, but the the people who make it, the development team, who I'm trying to remember the name of, and I'm coming up completely blank. Dungeon of the Endless. Not du Endless Dungeon, what the hell. Dungeon of the Endless is made by... I know this name. Amplitude Studios. Amplitude Studios has a thing where if you buy their early access thing, you get a essentially a sticker on their forum that says, hey, I own this game. And you get to be a part of voting on which features get developed first, what features make it into the game, and what don't. And you get direct feedback to and from the developers. That's the way you do early access. Having an open community with, your, with the people who are playing your game right now, who are helping you test this game and help you make improvements and help you figure out how to make a the best it can be for the people who play it. That's how you do this. And... I just don't get why... I know why. It's money. It's... Whoever the hell makes speedrunners, I'm not looking it up because I don't care. They just wanted to make the money off of it. They don't actually give a shit about the community. So that's why they released two... They release six dollars in DLC a year and a half after the game has been in early access. It's not out, and it doesn't look like it's going to be out anytime soon. But hey, we have DLC now too. I got the game and the DLC essentially for free in a humble bundle, so whatever. Um, but yeah, I just early access could be so much better, and some people do it so well. But then. Blizzard goes and charges $40 for a free-to-play game. And people put out DLC for games. And Ubisoft is Ubisoft. And even 343, who I had a good amount of respect for after Halo 4, 
even 343 botched Halo Master Chief Collection. Like, I know somebody who lives in Australia who does not have... They have a very limited internet connection. They have, like, a monthly cap of, like, 30 gig or something because they are at college and that's what their monthly cap is. It used up the entirety of their internet downloading a 20 gigabyte patch for this game. Like, for Halo Master Chief Collection. That's ridiculous. There should never be a 20 gigabyte patch on day one. What did you fuck up? How did that go through certification? Like, if you need a 20 gigabyte day one download patch to be able to play a game, that is not a complete game. And it's the same with Ubisoft breaking every game they've made lately. Like, how do you fuck up Tetris? Really, you fucked up Tetris, Ubisoft? What the fuck? I don't... The mentality of quote-unquote triple-A game makers like Ubisoft and Microsoft and EA even. Like, I don't... I know it's all about money, and eventually it's going to depreciate down to where nobody gives a shit about them. It's already happening. Like, indie games make fuck-tons of money. Look at Five Nights at Freddy's. Look at uh, Outlast. Look at, like, indie horror is murdering things. And then you have a Capcom who decides to reinvent the, da- the damn wheel with Resident Evil all the time because they apparently are too afraid to just keep it a survival horror game. It, 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 it sells well. I'm, I'm sure that the re-release of the re-release of the remaster of the re-release of the 18,000th time they've redone uh, Resident Evil 1 for a PC has done well. I'm sure that that sold tons. I'm sure they made a lot of money off that. Probably as much, if not more, than they made on Resident, uh, Resident Evil 6, which was three times the price. And probably cost them four, four or five times to develop it. But they don't... I don't get it. It's the same thing with Sonic. Like, Jim Jim Sterling, who is amazing, go watch the Jimquisition videos, made this po- same point with Sonic. They reinvent Sonic every game, and it... they never take enough time... Like, Sega never takes enough time to... Turns, turn whatever new mechanic they made in a Sonic game and polish it up. Like, they they try to reinvent Sonic in every single one, and then you have something like Sonic Boom happen. Or Sonic 06. Because they needed to reinvent, reinvent Sonic and make it 3D and blah 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 blah, because everybody was asking for that. Yes, Sega. Good job. Everybody wanted that. They didn't want their 2D side-scrolling Sonic. Nope. Or how 3D side-scrolling Sonic. Give me that, too. Generations is great. I have Generations. I play the shit out of that game. Because it... Even the 3D, like... Behind new Sonic... Is nice. And classic Sonic is great. In Generations. And I guess it was in Lost World. I never played it. And I guess it was in Colors. Which I think I played at one point. I don't remember. But, man, they really just need to stop. 
Like, why a werehog? Why make Sonic make out with a human? Why make Sonic boom? Why make Sonic boom? Why make Sonic boom? Anyway, I think that's about enough for me today. Uh, This is not always going to be me solo. Uh, I will probably also have guests. I will have, um, hopefully, a permanent co-host at some point, because me blabbing on about video games into a microphone for a half hour, probably not the best. And showtimes will vary, probably, if there's a second person, we'll talk for an hour. Or whatever. Uh, But yeah, so this is a thing, and percentages will be back probably today. Um, And yeah, I don't know, that's about it. Uh, If you want, leave comments on the site or on YouTube, wherever you're watching this or listening or whatever. Uh, Anyway, have a nice night, everyone. See you next week.